0: Sellers can expect fewer first-time home buyers as over 9 million Canadians doubt they will ever become homeowners. According to a brand new report by Finder, the comparison shopping website, some 29% of adults aged 18 and older have either given up on homeownership or resigned themselves to being forever renters. With lots more on the survey, always a pleasure to welcome this next guest to the program. She is Canada's PR manager for the folks at finder.com, Nicole McKnight joining us again. Nicole, welcome back and good morning.
1: Good morning, Sterling. So happy to be back.
0: Well, it's have, good to have you back with us. This survey, now you took this survey after the uh, the, RBC, the Bank of Canada uh, did a rate increase and that has significantly affected the attitudes of a lot of Canadians. Tell us more and uh, the, the timing and the methodology involved here, Nicole, and then we'll dive into the findings.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, um so we did take the survey, you know, really recently in June. Um, and you're right, the rising interest rate environment that we've been in for several months now could definitely be dampening the hopes of, of Canadian wannabe homeowners. But I think even more than that is looking at the huge run-up in prices we've seen during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, really, assets have, have sort of gone into that sort of bubble territory if they hadn't been already in Canada for a decade or more. So I think, you know, its prices kept rising. So I, I think as prices rose, hope sort of probably fell with it. And the reason I say that is because we did this survey pre-pandemic, sort of very late 2019, and um, that sense of not even being The the biggest thing we found was the biggest difference was more than 5 million Canadians saying they're no longer interested in being homeowners since we last asked, which was a 60% increase.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm well, again, now let's let's start uh, uh, pulling apart the nuts and bolts of it all, because I want mm-hmm. I'm curious about the difference, for example, between urban and rural Canadians, because as we saw during the pandemic, Nicole, especially you saw, mm-hmm. saw it in, in southern Ontario. We saw it here in Metro Vancouver, where all of a sudden yep. all of those work from home types went, hey, as long as I don't have to drive downtown, I could move to 60, 90 minutes away from downtown, find myself a little yep. bit of dirt and some elbow room. And so prices, yep. prices in those secondary markets also went right through the roof
1: exactly and i think you you just said the sentiment sort of 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 maybe the beginning or in, in get, as we got into the pandemic but as you say when some of these more rural markets are also rising in price i think that again that sense of hopelessness for some of the particularly first time home buyers who haven't yet ha- don't have a foothold yet in the market don't have that equity to to sort of make a switch um maybe they're feeling like you know what really is my option anymore at this point so Yeah, we took the survey probably at that peak of, of, of the market.
0: And so th- those young people, I'm, I'm curious about this part. I'm curious mm-hmm. about where the bank of mom and dad comes into all of this, because we know for many, many first-time homebuyers mm-hmm. trying to buy into this stratospheric market, uh, the only way that they they stand even a remote chance of being able to play is with a massive input from mm-hmm. the bank of mom and dad. So when you did this survey uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, most recently, how many uh, people who responded were actually saying, well, I'm going to become a homeowner homeowner rather, but only because I have parental assistance.
1: I didn't we didn't actually ask that specific question, but I think we can pull apart the data that we do have to kind of get into that um insight a little bit. Okay. Because when you look at it, we have the, the the age demographic that is the most hopeless about homeownership and feel as though they're gonna rent forever is sort of that you know, 35 to 44. So sort of the millennials that maybe missed the boat in buying their, their first home the first time around mm-hmm. and kind of didn't get in. But then you have the youngest Canadians, 18 to 24, feeling the most hopeful that they will, in fact, buy a home in the next five years. So perhaps for them just entering the workforce and, like you say, thinking my parents will give me a down payment, it's, it's, it's definitely possible that they're still young enough perhaps have parental assistance and still have that hope that yes I will buy a home in the next 5 to 10 years and I will fulfill that dream of of home ownership whereas the others that are maybe a bit older that haven't yet got in perhaps they don't have that resource to draw
0: on. Interesting. Now, Nicole, you did tell us that you've been doing this survey and asking essentially the same questions for several years, and you quoted us some numbers from pre-pandemic 2019 survey. Talk to us a little bit about the other changes that you are measurable. These metrics are, are, are you can see the difference between 2020 and 22. Uh, talk to us about changing attitudes with respect to ownership and housing affordability.
1: Yeah, I mean definitely and I think like so what we've like I said it, it really is down to the the age demographic. We saw when we did the survey a little over 2 years ago the that demographic of that 35 to 44 was far more hopeful. I think they're about 20% less hopeful now than they were 2 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it really it really is down to the rising prices and when it comes to provinces as well, we found that um, certain ships like Quebec for example said that they're least interested in home ownership nearly a quarter of them declaring no property ownership or interest whatsoever which also was about a 25 percent increase from previous times. so that could also be down to uh, differences in province and uh, provinces and how uh, you know affordability plays out because I, I don't know I know I live in Toronto for example and I know affordability is, is a massive issue here as it sure. is in Vancouver um, whereas you know it could be a little bit more reasonable in Quebec to to, to be a renter and, and, and live an affordable life. And I think what it also comes down to is, are you going to have enough money to live the kind of life you want? So when people are starting to have this attitude of, do I even want to be a homeowner? Perhaps it is the pandemic that's given the freedom to work from a variety of places, maybe travel more. It could be even down to lifestyle do I want to be tied to a particular property and, and all of, all that comes with that. Well, it's interesting it
0: as well. that you would mention Quebec because, of course, they consider themselves North America's Europeans, and this attitude that mm-hmm. you talk about, I, I just first discovered in Europe among young Europeans 20, 30 years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, again, right. a, a generation ago, young Europeans were coming to terms with overcrowding, super expensive real, real estate, etc., and changing their attitudes about home ownership, basically their bottom line, and I, I remember being there on a couple of occasions talking to young people uh, and their attitude basically was you know uh, life's too short uh, if if you yep. if every cent you make goes to owning or, or or upkeeping a house how much fun are you gonna have maybe we should just rent and have a nice time instead so that's a generation ago in europe and now here's right. the, here's north america catching up to that that's this it, i suppose it's kind of depressing but not surprising <laughs> at, at the same time
1: I, yeah, I think like you, you've you've nailed it on the head right there. I think it comes down to uh, almost like psycho- the psychology of homeownership. Many of us, I know, I grew up, and I'm sure you did, and we all grew up with this idea that we sort of have a right to own a home in Canada. That it's something we should strive toward. It's a, sort of a, a major ma- measure of success. And sometimes for some people, even their retirement fund. You know, so much goes into that equity, but not just from a financial perspective, but from a from a psychological perspective. So I think when you start to decouple that and think about okay what type of life do i want to live that's why when we did this survey um, we came up with tips for people that you know maybe are not choosing to buy a home for those types of lifestyle reasons and to remind them you know you can still build wealth when you're when you're not a homeowner you just have to be more intentional about it
0: all right we've got about a minute left here nicole have you got Mm -hmm. can can we whistle through those five tips that uh, you suggest at finder.com
1: for sure. So if you if you are opting out of home ownership, like I said, the most important thing is to be intentional about your savings. The easy thing is w- when you are a homeowner. The great thing about it is that you don't have to be a master investor. You've got this appreciating asset, sure. and you're just paying your mortgage every every month. So it's sort of it's it's sort of a, a bit um, it, it's easy in that regard. But when you're renting, you do have to be intentional and think, okay, I'm going to set aside this much this month excuse me, much every month for savings, um, to put into investments, that sort of thing. So so really be intentional with your spending and saving uh, and really learning a lot about investing. So, you know, we've done, there's different stats that say that investing sometimes, I mean, I know markets are down right now, but they can out, uh, investing can outpace the housing market when you look at different stock indexes, like the S&P 500, et cetera. So the average returns for investing could even be a little bit higher um, in normal times. <laughs> so it's important to keep that in mind and know that you can still build wealth and just use that flexibility to your advantage. If you, if you can work from anywhere, pick up and move somewhere perhaps that, you know, speaks to you from a lifestyle standpoint, but might be really much more cost effective from, um, you know, a cost of living standpoint, giving you that extra money to live the life you like and also save, you know, for your retirement, give yourself that sort of comfortable life.
0: Absolutely. Uh, lots more information available. The, the, uh, the survey, by the way, uh, conducted by the folks at Finder.com is entitled Generation Rent. Uh, and you can find it at, surprise, surprise, Finder.com. The Canadian communications manager for Finder is Nicole McKnight. Always a welcome guest on this program in Vancouver. Nicole, thanks so much. Great to have you back. We'll talk again soon.
1: Thank you so much, Sterling. Have a wonderful day.